The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to talk about how your company can avoid falling into a promotional trap. Joining us is Randy Frisch, who is the Chief Evangelist, Co-Founder, and President at Uberflip, which is a content experience platform that empowers marketers and salespeople to create engaging, relevant content destinations quickly for every campaign audience and stage of the customer journey. Marketers use the Uberflip platform to scale how they incorporate content into every touchpoint and remove friction from the customer journey by surfacing the right content at the right time. So far this week, Randy and I have talked about avoiding the go-to-market trap, and yesterday we talked about what personalization actually means. Today we're going to wrap up our conversation talking about marketing to self-educated buyers. All right, here's the last part of my conversation with Randy Frisch, the chief evangelist, co-founder, and president of Uberflip. Randy, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Ben, this has been a great week. I'm excited to finish strong. I'm really enjoying our conversations. And this is one I think actually is the most actionable for marketers of the week. It's not that the topics we covered, avoiding the go-to-market trap and what personalization really means, isn't impactful. But there is this large seismic shift in how buyers are consuming not only content, but engaging with brands. We've heard of product-led marketing. and reality, whether you're product-led, whether you're sales-led, whether you're marketing-led, buyers are continually trying to self-educate before they make a purchase decision. So walk me through your strategies here. What can marketers do to put their best foot forward when they're trying to attract self-educated buyers? Well, first, let's throw a couple of stats to keep in mind. One we hit on a couple of days ago when we synced was that 82% of the research done is done independently. So we got to be aware of that. Buyers are out there on their own, as you said, self-directing themselves. Now, the other piece to keep in mind is that we're not going to win them over unless it's a transactional purchase on one engagement point. It takes multiple engagement points to get someone through. Now, a lot of us know that challenger data that came from the old CB that used to talk about the number of buyers involved too. So we got to weigh that in on top. The stats that I always look at, Gartner tells me that I've got over 11 pieces of content for someone to work their way through the journey. 
And then the challenger group tells me that there's 11 different buyers weighing in these days. So we've got to multiply those 11s by each other. As you can tell, there's a lot of engagement points that we need to keep in mind. So the goal becomes, how do we move someone through in a more accelerated fashion? Whereas I said the other day when we chatted, they don't even feel like they need to get up from their seat from their couch, from that Netflix-like experience, the next episode tees up for them before they even realize it. Now, many people may say, okay, Netflix is Netflix. How do I tie this to a B2B or B2C complex journey? Now, an experience that I often think about that's done really well with content is going to a conference. I'm talking about those conferences where you go to, where you go into these breakout tracks. You know, you've got a breakout track for this type of buyer and that type of buyer. And what they often do a great job at is once I sit down in my seat, as much as I'm tempted to go to that next room, if they've lined up the speakers well, that next session feels so relatable to me as a buyer because they've designed that track understanding who I am. And as a result, I get comfortable in that seat and I'm excited for that next speaker to come up next. That's the same type of experience that we need to tee up in our demand gen strategy so that when I email you out a piece of content, You don't want to leave that page because the next piece is just as relatable. I think the fear for a lot of marketers is that you're not going to be able to keep your prospects attention forever. I can send you an email and I'm going to get you for a minute. I could have you subscribe to a podcast. I might get you for 15, but at some point you're not going to daisy chain all of the content together. So you need to be able to get someone's attention, get them to engage with a piece of content, get them to enjoy it, get value out of it, but then they're going to leave and you have to build in another mechanism to be able to get them back. And that to me is the scary part of the self-educated buyer is it's very hard to control their attention and retention. How do you think about retaining your prospects' attention? How do you think about pulling them back into the sales funnel when they're the ones who are saying, I'm going to read this blog post and you're not going to know when or where, and then I got to figure out a way to get them back? You're dead on. And let's be honest, it's not as easy as it is watching a television show. I mean, I just binged the entire latest Jack Ryan series. Any good? It was good. It was good, actually. It's a lot harder, as you said. No one necessarily wants to sit there and take in seven straight blog posts or three videos in a row. But what if we just inch our way up a little bit? Now, the reality is the average is very close to one engagement asset per interaction. And as you just said, Ben, that is very expensive. First of all, every time we send you to one of these assets, and remember, there were 11 assets that I need to get you through in a buyer journey. Every one of those is going to cost me money. I got to go back into my marketing budget to either run some sort of demand campaign, some sort of pay per click situation, sending out another email through my marketing automation platform. Throw on top of that, all the costs, this really elongates that entire buyer's process. That's not great for your organization and your customer acquisition costs. And it's also not the experience that your buyers actually want. They don't want to have to wait and be nurtured over a number of weeks. They want to buy at their pace. So the key here, as I said, is simply trying to find ways to hack to get someone to that next asset. Now, as for how we do that, some of the most simple things are making sure that next piece of content is as relevant as the piece that they landed on. Now, that sounds really easy, 
but you'd be amazed at how many people serve the next piece of chronologically created content. We send you to our blog, and this blog post was created on February 15th, 2021. We're still sending people there, but the piece the day before happened to be Valentine's Day. So the next piece they're going to get is some sort of Valentine's Day related asset in the middle of May, right? That doesn't work. That doesn't make sense. What we need to do is we need to surround that core asset that they're engaging with, with other relevant content, which may have to vary both in topic, in format, and other factors. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. I think that there's other factors that go into this. Have you read $100 million offer, I think is the title of it, Alex Hermosi? I haven't gotten to that one. He's like the new podcast, darling. It's a good business book. It was interesting about how to put an offer together. But a lot of what he talks about is the packaging of an offer and creating so much value that someone feels silly for essentially not becoming your customer. And a big component of that is building in things like scarcity. And we're not talking about buy in the next five minutes or it goes away often it is, we've got this much capacity. So if you want to be our customer, we've got 12 spots open this month. If you're really considering doing this, do your research, but know that it is a finite amount of resources that we can allocate to you, or there is a sale or an offer that is only valid for a certain period of time. But this notion of scarcity gets people from, all right, I'm going to read one blog post and I'm going to self-educate a little bit, but now I'm tired of consuming content. There's no real need for me to act now. Building in that idea of there is a purpose for me to make a decision, building in scarcity and trying to drive buyers towards the funnel, I think is an incredibly important part of the buyer journey, maybe now more than ever. I couldn't agree more. I think what you're hitting on is without a doubt the key in messaging, but ultimately the mechanism of what you're describing, Ben, is ensuring that every piece of content has a call to action that allows you to either subscribe 
someone could be listening to this podcast right now, if they love it, how do they subscribe to get to Moros? Easy. Click the follow button. Sorry, go on. Exactly. There you go. I, I lined you up there. In the same way, if someone is on your website reading something, if it's not subscribe, it might be get a demo. It might be sign up now for this special offer because only 12 people are going to get it. Whatever it might be, making sure that content is surrounded by the other elements of that journey that may no longer be that next piece. We went back to this idea of 11 pieces of content. What if the reality is it's way less? What if the answer is it's six? As long as you put the right call to action, as you said, at the right time. And doing that can not just reduce the number of touch points, but it also reduces the speed, as we said, in which it takes to get you to that consideration stage. So what's the way that you can figure out the length of your buyer journey when you don't have the customers in front of you saying, hey, here's what I need to know to make my decision? The key there is the ability to track these engagement points. And that's really simple these days. You need the right systems to do this. You need to have the right tracking either on your blog that's being run by your CMS, or if you're in the luxury of having a content experience platform like Uberflip, that will be integrated right into your marketing automation platform or your attribution solution that you might be doing so that you can track that entire buyer journey. Understanding those key points that got someone not just to sign up and become a lead, but actually got someone to revenue. Being able to overlay those on an ongoing basis to understand those key points to get someone there and then optimize your buyer journey to introduce those key points as early or just simply at the right time to get that conversion. So let me ask you one last question before I let you go. I'm curious, you know, as we start to think about marketing to self-educated buyers, where you see the handshake is, what's the responsibility for marketers when it comes to self-educated buyers? And what does sales do these days? The first thing to me is consistency there. There needs to be consistency in terms of what's communicated, what content is shared and alignment. You just asked me a question, how do we learn the most effective path? Part of that is salespeople need to be aware what marketing sent. They need to have visibility into that engagement inside of the CRM, inside of the marketing automation platform. And at the same time, marketing needs to know and arm sales to send complementary content out to the buyer. So it's no longer just what is marketing done at the top of the funnel and what is sales done. It's thinking of it as an end-to-end buyer journey. To do that, it is the role of marketing to arm the sales organization with that content. I think for too long, we've expected that, well, sales will have their sales content and marketing will have their marketing content and hopefully everyone just sends the right thing at the right time. But we have all experienced this where on the same day, we get some sort of email from the fake marketing automation sender and at the same time, an email from a sales rep and they just don't gel with each other or they both send me the same asset on the same day. That doesn't work. We need coordination there and that's where we need to ensure the right solutions. One of the things that we found with our customers is a lot of our marketers were saying, we use a spreadsheet and we give that spreadsheet, but it's hard to keep that up to date. So we need technology now for sales engagement. Technology that allows that sales rep, as we've been saying over the last couple of days together, Ben, to say, okay, I understand this buyer at this point. I know the problems they're looking to solve. And as a result, I'm going to curate the seven pieces of content that they need from this point forward. 
I'm going to share that in a package for them, not as seven hyperlinks in my email, but a single link that takes them to a page that shows this is the information that you need to partner and show that I can solve your problems. It's such a nuanced way to market to people that are in control of their own buying experience. A lot of it is providing just the right amount of information, understanding what the person's trying to accomplish so you can get them with the right piece of content, but without sending it too much, without sending too many, without sending it all at once. It's becoming more and more nuanced, whether it's sales, whether it's marketing, to deliver the right piece of content to help nurture your customers through the buyer journey so they are, in fact, and feel like they're making their own decisions. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Randy Frisch, the chief evangelist, co-founder, and president of Uberflip. If you'd like to get in touch with Randy, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Randy Frisch. That's R-A-N-D-Y-F-R-I-S-C-H. Or you can visit his company's website, which is uberflip.com. You can also find Randy's book, Fuck Content Marketing. Yes, I said it on Amazon. And uh, you can also listen to his podcast, which is The Marketer's Journey, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.